Hello everyone. I'm your host, Francesca Bonadonna, the food blogger behind Plantfully Based. Welcome to Vegan Thoughts, where we talk about vegan topics, lifestyle, food blogging, and much more. Hello, welcome, welcome to the first podcast. I am so happy to have you here. I am so excited to be doing this and I'm just ready. I'm ready to go. I have wanted to create a podcast for a long time and I always, you know, kind of talk myself out of it. I'm like, let's just do something else right now. You'll get to it later. And I was like, you know what? You got to do it. You just got to start doing it. You got to start somewhere. So that is what we are doing. That's how I've kind of done everything with my business. Just start, just start. And we learn as we go and it's okay. If you were here, I'm assuming you probably came from some sort of my social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, blog, Facebook, I don't know, somewhere, but thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate you coming to check it out. And you know, when I was thinking about what my first podcast should be and where we should start, I felt like I should talk a little bit about myself and where I came from and you know, my background. I post my pictures and my food and stuff, but I feel like a lot of people don't really know me. They don't know much about me and they don't know much about my path and how I got to where I am today because it was not an easy one and I changed my path in life um, doing something completely different than I ever thought I would be doing. So I figured that would be a good place to start. Let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about how sort of rejection and I don't want to say failure, but failure, I guess, really brought me to where I am today. So some people know this about me, but not everybody knows this about me. And that is that I am a trained opera singer. That is what I studied. That's what my degrees are in. I have a bachelor's and a master's in vocal performance. And that's really where I started my life. And that's what I thought I would be doing. I thought I was going to be singing on the main stage at the Metropolitan Opera, at La Scala, at Royal Opera House, all these places. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. I never in a million years thought I would be vegan, thought I would be a vegan food blogger, thought I'd be a cookbook author, and thought I'd be creating podcast. Um, so to be doing those things is just wild. It's been a wild ride and it's been truly, truly a blessing, but a big journey and a lot of learning has been involved. So I want to bring you all back with me on a little journey. You know, let's go back 10 years. Francesca, she's 17. She's applying to colleges. What is she going to study? What is she going to do for the rest of her life? At 17 years old, you figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Well, I thought because I love singing, because I was a big singer, and that was what I was passionate about, that that is what I should do. That's what I should be doing. You know, in high school, I was always in the musicals. I was taking voice lessons. I started to sing more classical music because I was studying Italian in school. And my voice teacher at the time, she was like, why don't we try some Italian music out, like more classical stuff? And I really liked it. And of course, I could read in it and I could speak in it. So it was easy for me to, you know, just do it. It was like singing in English. And I really liked it. And when I was applying to colleges, you know, I didn't know what to study. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Part of me really wanted to be a marine biologist. I've always loved the ocean. I really wanted to study sharks. However, my dad was like, there is no way you're going to be out on a little boat in the middle of the ocean studying these sharks. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. So my marine biologist dream did not happen and that's okay. Um, But 
I was like, all right, so what am I going to study? And I knew I loved music. I knew I loved singing. I'm a very creative person. I just like to create whatever way that means. And while I could have, of course, studied business or I don't know, maybe something with like biology or something, I would have done fine. I'm a very academically driven person. I was always a very good student and whatever. I would have done fine, but I knew that wasn't really what I was passionate about and not something that I would want to do for the rest of my life. So I talked to my parents and I was like, I want to study classical music. I want to study opera. This is what I want to do. Okay. So what was the process for that? That was applying to colleges, but also auditioning for colleges. So it's not just like a regular, oh, like put in your common app and like here are your SAT scores. You need to, well, back in the day, back 10 years ago, you needed to send in CDs. I'm sure it is digitalized now and you don't send in CDs anymore, but back in the day, you sent in CDs. And it was so exciting. I went to um, a recording studio and I got a little recording booth and I had a pianist and I was recording these operas and songs and stuff. And it was such a cool experience. And now I have all these CDs of me singing when I was like 17 years old that I can't even play anymore because who can play CDs anywhere now? But that's besides the point. So 17 years old, I'm applying to colleges and I get into some pretty good schools, you know, schools that I didn't think I was going to get into that were really big reaches that we just weren't sure. We just weren't sure. And I decided to go to uh, Carnegie Mellon for my undergrad in Pittsburgh. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I have, a, I loved it. I love my friends that I made there. I love the experience. But of course, you know, there was a lot of work. There was a lot of stuff involved. And I spent a lot of time in rehearsals and, and performing in the operas. And there was a lot of stuff. It was a really, really great experience. And I felt so good being there. You know, I felt like I learned. I felt like I progressed. And I felt good. Like I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I had a great experience singing in Italy, actually, as part of a study abroad program. And that was just amazing. And Italy's amazing. So yeah, undergrad's great. Everything is going really well. And now it's time to graduate. And I was sad and I was crying and I didn't want to leave my friends and I didn't want to leave Pittsburgh and I didn't want to leave CMU. But what do you have to do? You have a few options when you graduate from undergrad as a vocal performance student you can take a few years off kind of go give your voice some time to mature before you go to grad school you can go straight to grad school or you can switch paths some people do decide to leave music and leave singing go do something else I decided that I wanted to do a very standard path and go directly from undergrad to grad school now the problem with that is that I was very young actually when I graduated college I was only 21 because my birthday is in November so I'm always like the baby of the group and I was super young but I got into you know my grad school and it was a good grad school and I was excited I was like okay this is great I'm gonna go sing you know I was studying in Manhattan and it was gonna be so exciting my me and my best friend at the time we were going together and it was going to be really good. And I had a lot of other friends who lived in the city and stuff. So I was just like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have the best time. And I'm going to be in the music, you know, capital of the world. There's nothing better than the Metropolitan Opera, right? Like there is nothing higher in America. So I was really excited. Unfortunately, upon coming into grad school, I now had to compete with people five years older than me, 10 years older than me. And vocally, you just, you can't compete with them because your voice just keeps maturing, right? Like your voice just keeps developing, maturing. A 21-year-old's vocal development is extremely different than a 30-year-old's vocal development. And 
you know, in hindsight, I wish I had taken a few years off and I wish I didn't go to grad school right away because now when I do sing, like when I practice and stuff, because I do still like to sing, even though I'm not singing professionally in any way, I'm like, oh, I feel that vocal technique or, oh, I can understand where, you know, my voice teacher wanted me to feel this placement. I can, I can understand some of these concepts and theories better that I wasn't quite grasping at the time, partly because I was so young. But, you know, long story short, grad school is two years long and I didn't feel good about myself pretty much the whole time I was in grad school. I felt like I was bottom tier, you know, very little fish in a huge pond. And I felt like, I don't want to say that I was an afterthought, but there's a definite, um, you know, a definite list of favorites, I guess you'll say within performing arts. And I felt like I was definitely not on that list and I wasn't on the second list. Like I was just kind of, I was just kind of there, um, which like, you know, kind of sucks because you're paying to be there and you're paying for this experience. And, you know, and I just felt like I, it didn't matter if I was there or not. Like I wasn't a big player in the program. They would have been just fine if I decided to leave, if I decided to never go back for classes. And that was really hurtful and it hurt my ego and it hurt how I felt about myself. It felt how it hurt how I viewed myself as a singer and it wasn't good. So basically when I graduated in May of 2016, um, I didn't know what to do. I felt hurt. I felt betrayed. I felt rejected. I felt like a failure. I didn't feel like I was good enough. There were a few things that were said to me while I was in the program that made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And I decided, I was like, you know what, maybe I just need a new voice teacher. And I went to have a lesson a few months after I graduated. So I graduated in May of 2016 from my master's program. And in November 2016, I went to have a voice lesson with a teacher who I knew. I've seen her work with other students and in master classes and stuff like that. And I really thought I would like her. Like I thought her personalities were similar and she just seemed like so much fun. And everybody who studies with her loves her. Well, and she was very nice. She did not do a thing wrong or anything like that. And so I had this lesson with her and she was really nice. I liked her. We had a good lesson. At the end of it, she was like, you know, your instrument and your voice is very naturally beautiful, but your technique is kind of not there. And I walked out of that voice lesson and I was hysterically crying. I remember I called my mom and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This teacher, she said I have no technique. And now I know as I'm telling this story, it's not just that it was one teacher who said things. It was multiple experiences, multiple things that were said to me, multiple things that just happened that led up to this point that when you go to a voice lesson with a teacher you're trying to study with who's like a renowned teacher in Manhattan and she's telling you you have no technique and you just spent the last six years what you think you were doing was focusing on your technique studying working really hard it was the worst feeling in the world it was terrible it just puts that like pit in your stomach I mean just imagine that I just spent the last six plus years really let's say I started seeing like taking lessons when I was like 14, I think 13 or 14. So, you know, I was 17 when I went to college. So let's just say four years. So let's just say for the last 10 years, last 10 years, this was the only thing I cared about, the thing I gave my energy to, the thing I love most. And, you know, and she's like, yeah, like you're not, it's not clicking. Like, 
And of course, like I said, it, it might sound like, oh, this is only one person's opinion. It was a lot of other things. I don't want to go into everything that happened at my grad school and things that like, you know, were said and the way they made me feel. But it was just these things that were adding up. It was adding up and it was escalating. And I felt really, really confused and I felt really lost. And I remember like, I just, I couldn't bring myself to sing like, and I know that probably sounds so dramatic, like, oh, I couldn't bring myself to sing anymore. But again, it's just, you know, 10 years, 10 years of wanting this, of doing it, of making it my life and making it the most important thing in the world to me. And I was basically just told it wasn't, it wasn't there. It wasn't happening. I think there will always be a part of me that wishes I were resilient enough in that situation to say, all right, like, let's find another teacher. Let's just give it another little break, you know, and that I didn't entirely walk out on it completely. But just in that moment, leaving it and walking away from it felt like the right thing to do. It felt like that was the that was the thing I should be doing and that was the path and I didn't know where I was going but I just like I said it just it felt like that's what I had to do at that moment I wish I were stronger I wish I could have shaken it off and I wish I could have said oh you know I'm not gonna let these people's opinion get to me and I can do this but just in that moment in that moment in that time it didn't and you know like I say everything happens for a reason so it did happen for a reason so now I'm like, well, what what am I doing with my life? Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing now because I'm so confused. Like, I feel really rejected. I feel really hurt. I feel like a failure. I feel betrayed. I'm feeling all these things. And then, of course, everyone's coming up to me. Oh, Francesca, like, you have your master's. What are you doing next? Like, where are you going to perform? What's going on? And I just was like, I don't want to be associated with singing anymore. I want everybody to stop thinking Francesca singing, Francesca singing. I want everybody to leave me alone and stop asking me questions, stop asking me to sing for them, stop asking me when I'm going to perform next. Like, I don't want to sing anymore. A switch flipped within me and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to be singing anymore. And that was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. The thing that I was most passionate about, the thing that I loved the most, the thing that I wanted more than anything, anything in this world, and I felt hurt, rejected, and unwanted by it. And maybe that sounds dramatic, and maybe at the time I was being oversensitive, but it was how I felt, and it was what I experienced, and it was the catalyst to bring me to what I am doing now. So, you know, I don't regret anything that happened because singing first of all will always be important to me music will always be important to me opera will always be important to me but unfortunately it was I guess not supposed to really be my thing for the long haul and that's okay and like I said if if all that had not happened I wouldn't be here sitting talking to you today as a cookbook author as a food blogger as a vegan like all of those things had to happen for a reason for me to get to being right here in this moment and I just want to really hit home with that because I know there's a lot of us who experience rejection whether it is in our work our relationships with family friends like whatever it may be loved ones boyfriends girlfriends husbands wives significant others partners you know people we thought 
that we're going to be in our lives forever who aren't, you know, all these things happen and we're, life is always changing and that's okay. And I truly believe that we have a path that we're supposed to be on. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And even when you can't see why in that moment, these things are happening, it's okay. Like life will work itself out the way it's supposed to. So as hard as it is to not get upset, just know that it's happening. It's happening for a reason. And it might take a year. It might take two years. It might take five years to realize why those things are happening. But you'll realize at some point you're going to look back and you're going to go, wow, thank God that happened actually. Like, thank God things worked out the way they worked out. And now that I'm here. Also, I do just want to like point out as I'm talking about this, this is for situations that are like big scale, big things, maybe months long, years long. This isn't like, oh, you know, I woke up and I had an idea and someone told me it was stupid and that's my rejection and failure and I shouldn't pursue it. You know, that's something like completely different. I'm talking about something big scale, grand scale, years worth of energy, effort, money, work, things like that put into it, whether it is a work relationship, a platonic relationship, a romantic relationship, whatever it may be. But I don't want you to think just because one person says no or one person isn't crazy about what you're doing, that that's rejection and failure. That's something completely different. This is like, like I said, 10 years of my life put into this to them to be told that my technique and things that I thought were in line were not in line. And it just made me reevaluate the situation. I just wanted to like throw that in there. (laughs) So that is what happened. And that is how I became interested in food blogging. So basically, while I'm studying in grad school, I lived with my friend and my friend, Rachel, if you're listening, hi, Rach, I miss you. She lives in Germany now and she is vegetarian. And actually it was so funny because I remember this conversation vividly. I think I might've had a little tequila in my system. And I looked at Rachel and I was like, you know, I don't even get why people care about being vegetarian or like even vegan because like, it doesn't make a difference. People are still going to kill animals. People are still going to eat animals. So what does it matter if I go vegan? Like I might as well enjoy my meatballs and my grilled chicken and my chicken cutlets and you know, whatever I said at the time. How ironic now, huh? Francesca 2021, slightly different than Francesca 2016. But yeah, so Rachel was vegetarian and by Chloe had just opened up and it was like the hot new thing. And I remember, I I think I might've seen it on Instagram and she was talking about it and our other roommate was talking about it. And I was like, we should just go. Like, you know, that was like the fun, we we did that. Like we would just like go try restaurants and we thought we were just like so cool and so hip and you know, whatever. But we went to buy Chloe and I had the sweet potato mac and cheese I had the really big cookie and I think I had a guac burger and I was like, this is really good. I was like, this tastes good. I feel good. I remember I wanted that mac and cheese all the time. I used to go there sometimes like after school and like after like my classes at grad school and like go run and get that mac and cheese and like bring it home and eat it. And I don't even really like mushrooms, but the shiitake bacon on there was so good. And I was like, this is amazing. And that was like probably one of my first experiences with vegan food where I was like, I really like this and I could really get into it you know, and had I not been at grad school at that time, I would have never tried by Chloe and I might not have ever liked vegan food. I might not have ever tried it. I'm who knows what would have happened. So that was like kind of my first introduction to vegan food. And then it was funny because hot for food was coming up a lot on YouTube. They had just started. This was like back, like Lauren in her old, old, old apartment, like the first one. And I was like watching. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like she made a nacho cheese sauce from potatoes. Like I like potatoes. It looks good. Like I could eat it, you know, and I remember trying some of the recipes and I really liked it. And I 
don't think like had I been, you know, had I been in a different place, I probably wouldn't have been as open and receptive to veganism as I was. And I probably wouldn't have been something I would have thought about. So basically in April of 2016 was when I decided that I was going to try to go vegan for 30 days because I was like, all right, you can do this like 30 days. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like no biggie. We can, we can do this. Um, I was like, just do it. No pressure. But before then I had decided to like eat a few vegan meals every week and stuff. So I was already like kind of, I guess, pre-transitioning. I don't even know a right terminology to give that, but I was already eating vegan stuff for about like the last three months. So the 30 day switch wasn't a big deal. Like it wasn't a super big change. It wasn't like I went cold turkey overnight. And I made a little Instagram account and at the time it was 30 vegan days and I was using it as a food diary. I was using it to keep myself accountable. I was using it to follow other vegans and slowly people started following me and I was like, oh my gosh, why are these people following me? And in, you know, in a few months I had built it up to 2000 followers, which I was like, wow, there's 2000 people here who want to follow me, who think that I have something valuable to offer because I was following other people for their value. And that was really cool. And I've always liked social media. I've always thought it was interesting. I've always thought YouTubing, you know, YouTubers, it was an interesting job. And I used to watch the YouTube makeup girls and I always wanted to do that. I was like, this is the coolest thing. They get to like sit in their sweatpants and they're filming videos and they're getting free makeup. I now know there's a lot more involved than that. But at the time, that's what I saw. That's what I thought was cool. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, I can do social media with vegan food blogging and recipe creating. And, you know, it was a new thing. It was not nothing I studied. It was nothing I knew about. But I was like, you know, in only a few months, I had gained these people following me. And I was starting to try to take like better pictures and make things look better and neater. And I had made some connections. And I was like, I think I can do this. And, you know, this was April 2016 to May 2016. 16 was when I was doing the little 30 vegan days and then over the summer that's when I was like kind of doing it you know more like I changed the name to plantfully based and I was putting out a little bit of recipes here and there and that's sort of when I was feeling hurt from music and singing and I didn't know what I was doing and I was like you know maybe I could do food blogging while I was trying to still pursue singing because I was like I could do them both on the side you know like whatever and I thought I could do it. And so I just decided to go for it. I remember like, you know, my first backdrop was like a little tray that we had that I flipped over that was all white and I was using my iPhone and then I progressed and I got like a point and shoot like camera that was like $250. And then, you know, a few years later, I got like my first DSLR. And then last year I got my like really big, like $2,500 camera. And it's been really, it's been an amazing experience to see how everything's growing and progressing and adding more things and doing more things like this podcast. And, you know, I think back to that time in 2016, like April, 2016 to, I guess probably to December, 2016, when I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what way was up. I didn't know what way was down. And I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know what my path was going to be. And I think about that now and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just talk to her. I wish I could talk to that Francesca and just say, it's okay. It's going to be so okay. I promise. And you just have to get through this and you're so strong and you're going to get through it, but we just have to do this for a little bit and then everything's going to be okay. And 
Listen, food blogging in the beginning was not easy. I didn't really make money for the first two years of doing it. I remember my parents were super concerned. Like my dad was like, really like what's going on? Like you now have these two degrees. You're not even doing that. Like, and now you're doing this thing where you're not making any money. And I was like, I know, I know, but just please just trust me. Just trust me. Like, I know this makes a lot of money. And listen, not everything is about money, but obviously as a parent, you're concerned about your child's future and how they're going to function in society. You know? And he was like, I just, I don't get it. And you know, I think also to like parents, like a little bit older, like they don't always understand social media and they don't always understand fully what it encompasses. And I was like, dad, just, I need you to just trust me. And he was, you know, and I remember we were out to dinner one night and he started to bring up singing again. And I just started crying at the table. And I was like, please, I don't want to talk about singing anymore. Like, I don't want to talk about it please. It hurts my heart and it hurts so much. And he was like, all right, all right. And for a long time, we did not talk about singing. I did not sing. I didn't sing for probably a year and a half. Um, I started playing the piano before I started singing again, because I was like, all right, the piano didn't hurt me. I can still, you know, play the piano, but the singing, the singing is what hurt me. Um, so yeah. And now, you know, now I'm in a much better place with singing and I like to sing again and I pick up my old opera books. And like I said earlier, I'm like singing. I'm like, oh yeah, like that technique makes sense now. And that makes sense. And I can feel that placement where they wanted me to and, you know, things like that. Um, And it's, it's amazing because, you know, time off sometimes really does change your perspective on things. And I always say if I wanted to go back to singing, I, I definitely could, like I could definitely start back up with a voice teacher again and, you know, it would take some time. But the other thing is right now with singing is that unfortunately with the pandemic and performing, it's not, it's hard. I feel bad for my friends who are trying to perform because it's not, it's not good. It's not good. And, you know, it wasn't that great before it because I, opera is dying and people aren't interested in it. Um, so yeah, it just, you know, I, I look at it now and I'm like, wow, I'm very thankful for everything that happened because my business and my, what I'm doing is doing pretty well. And like, if I was singing, I, I don't even know what I'd be doing. Like I, like I said, my heart is with all my friends who are singing. And the, the thing is, is like, just because I left singing doesn't mean that like the people I made friends with or my networking, my connections, like any of that, like they have been so supportive. Like when the cookbook came out, like so many people were like, got the cookbook and told me how great it is. And, you know, all these people who I would never expect, um, not, not necessarily to care, but just that they like went out and like got the cookbook and told me that it was great and just all these things. And like, just because you change your life path and just because you change your journey doesn't mean that like the people you met at a different point in your life are going to just like disappear and if they do then those aren't people you want in your life anyway like screw them but it's been it's been so cool to still see that like these you know these friendships and connections I made are still supportive even if I'm doing something different but I think it also just goes back to anybody who's creative just knows that whether you're a singer an instrumentalist a food blogger, an artist, you know, whatever it is, you just know how hard that creative space is. It's not an easy space to be in all the time. So I think that's why we can still support each other and still be proud of one another, even if you're doing something a little bit different. So that is kind of my background story as to how I got started into food blogging, kind of what pushed me into it and why it started. You know, I had no intention of being a food blogger. I had no intention of being a vegan. I had no intention of any of this which is really, really 
really wild when you think about it because I didn't know what I was doing. But then as I started doing it and like kind of enjoying it and I just started rolling with it, I was like, this is what I want to be doing. This is so cool and this is so great. And I'm so thankful now for everything that happened and for everything the way it played out because had it not, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have had all these accomplishments and I wouldn't be doing all these things. And, you know, what I want you to take away from this after listening to this is that if you change things, if your life changes, it is okay. It's just, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And it might suck big time in the moment. It might hurt more than anything, but everything, just everything happens for a reason and everything happens the way it's supposed to. And, you know, I think back to that girl in the apartment. Oh, who, what would it matter if I was just one person who went vegan or vegetarian, you know? And it was such a silly thought at the time. What would it matter if one person went vegan or vegetarian? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that this is what I'd be doing? This is what I'm passionate about. This is my job. And this is now what I do. I just put out vegan recipes for everybody. And I try to make veganism as accessible and friendly and delicious as possible. And I'm just really thankful. And I'm thankful to be on the other side of it, definitely. And thankful to be on the side of it where it all makes sense now. But I know five years ago, it didn't make sense. None of it made sense. And I was so confused and so hurt. And if you're in that position, just please remember it will make sense. It's going to make sense one day, even if it doesn't now, even if it in this moment, it hurts more than anything in the world, it will make sense. And yeah, it's just, it's life is a journey and it is amazing. It is amazing to see how it all plays out. And it is amazing to see what happens. And I hope that this first podcast leaves you feeling a little inspired, you know, and leaves you feeling good. And I just, I think this is an important part of my story and an important part to tell. And I figured this was a good first place to start because why not start at the beginning? Why not start at the thing that like, you know, jump started all of this and kicked it off. And even if I didn't realize that that's what it was starting at the time, you know, sometimes the best things come out of what you don't even realize are happening and it's amazing. Thank you so much for being here for my first podcast and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review. Those are really helpful, especially as a brand new little baby podcast. And I'm so excited to embark on this new journey, this new part of it all. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope you have a really, really wonderful day or night wherever you are in the world. Bye.